You're listening to Skullcrack, Ireland's first and foremost Magic Gathering podcast. I'm your host, David Wolf, and I'm joined here by... Kieran and Alan. And each and every week we bring you all the latest magic news, as well as our tournament report, and of course, our deck of the week. Hey lads, what's the story? Not much. Fresh off your PPTQ top eight. Oh baby, we oh, yeah. did that. Yeah, it was good. Nice. We did. Oh, yeah, good PPTQ. Nice. We're going to hear all about that later. Yes. Uh, but before that, we're going to talk a little bit about the announcements that we had this week. Yes. Slight though they are, and a little bit about modern. Alan's been Brief. keeping an eye on modern oh, for us. Have I? Oh yes. <laughs> Ticking along nicely oh. with Jason. Good bread elf. Brains were stormed and fates were sealed, but I had fun. <laughs> Not we're, by you, though. Not by me, no. Not They're on, on, on to me. Yeah. me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were uns summoned? They were. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Games were lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the first thing is the Battleborn announcement. So. Battleborn was announced. All right. <laughs> I actually don't know what this is, to be honest. Oh, really? Yeah, All right, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're going to have to wing it. No, I, 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 you know, if you're this, I know, yeah, yeah, I know it's slightly one, yeah. It's, so it's it's a sealed product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like conspiracy, like a multiplayer geared for um, sealed product. Uh, except it's geared mainly towards two-headed giant. Yes. And the theme is like kind of a, a arena kind of... Combat. Combat. Blood, it's called Blood Bowl. That kind of thing. Blood Bowl. You know, board that's game? A, that's a yeah. Warhammer property. Yeah, it was, it's kind of like, yeah, people are comparing it to that, that kind of style of like, Okay, okay. You know, yeah, kind of funny. Gladiators, maybe be funny. It doesn't seem know. that funny to me. It seems so really? serious. What's it called again? Battle Battleborn. No, Battle Bond. Battle Bond. Yeah. Okay. But Battleborn is a it's a different thing. I just yeah. said that whole thing wrong. <laughs> Battle Bond. Yes. Battle Bond. Okay. Yeah, let me too. It's a very generic name. It's really I know, yeah, we, they we, should have we, chosen something else like. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, was it? This, this could be a test name. But it seems yeah, we're leaning. Very well, they've announced it now, so <laughs> I think it's Battle Bond. Okay, that's fine. Um, yes, yeah, so I suppose it's 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 another chance for reprints. Um, yeah. Uh, so I think oh, the only thing I'm getting getting from this is like, well, Trinity Nemesis is a card that should be reprinted. Uh, it's a, it's a card that's made for multiplayer game, multiplayer play. Uh, hopefully, we'll see it in this. Yeah, they can reprint True Name. There might be some other new cards like Gear Towards Legacy in this as well, although they have kind of said they don't want to do that so much going yeah. forward. Um, yeah, it seems pretty cool. And True Name isn't even that busted in two out of giant. That's it. Yeah. You only get to name one opponent, right? Mm. It's, a tree, it's a tree one. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Your other opponent is a tree one. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the stats are 254 different cards and 85 are new. 85 are new. It would be legal in Legacy Commander Vintage. Okay. okay. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's quite a lot of reprints. Nice yeah. new cards geared at two headed giant. What cards could they be selecting that are geared for two headed giant? That are, do you know what I mean? That from from the past of Magic that are already printed as reprints. Yeah, I don't really like, know. Are they just going to reprint all the surge cards from Oz the Gatewatch? Yeah, probably. I think, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it seems like. Because yeah, yeah. they mentioned in the article, wasn't it? In, in this, I, I don't know. Did they they, oh, they mentioned that Oz the Gatewatch yeah. was their last attempt to push two out of giant. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And this is their next attempt. Yeah, it could be. Does Storm work that. with a two out of giant? Well, I think so. No, oh, it does. It does. Does, does it? it? It's Wait, does it count as you both casting spells? You know what I mean for your storm count. I don't count? think so. No, 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 no it's your opponent's counts as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, spell yeah, so it's yeah, so it is. It is. That would be amazing. Oh, four people storming off. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds deadly. Oh, I'm excited now. Four people just storming off in different directions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so blah, 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 blah. Some of which even have spiffy new artwork. Many of, it, many cool. of them I think you'll be quite excited for. Deadly. What does that mean? It's just going to be the same art, but with a second head, like crudely drawn on. <laughs> <laughs> like, just a little post-it note just stuck on there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. nice. Um, so that's the, that's the... It's coming this summer, I think. May have a quick look for release date. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, I don't think I'll ever play it, to be yeah. honest. It's not really my style. I don't really like multiplayer games. No, Conspiracy is great. Yeah, I think the, the draft in Conspiracy is really good. I don't actually like playing the games. Oh, really? That's true. Yeah. I feel like they okay. just kind of drag on for ages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I can see that. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like two out of Giant, because it's, it's for draft as well, right? This is, it's draft and sealed, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like this is better in terms of you can... It's like it's kind of the same kind of multiplayer fun draft type thing, but that the games will be because they're two headed giant will be a little bit more like normal magic. Than... And if it's a draft and it's two headed giant, like do you sit next to your teammate during the draft or it's probably alternating? Maybe or so it's probably alternating. Opposite? Probably like team draft, yeah. Or are you opposites? We got opposites. A cross baron. Maybe your teammate. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Could be Can triple you choose your teammate and then choose which seat you're sitting in, or they just give you a teammate. I don't know. It might just be a draft with four people or something. Could that be four possible? person draft? What? Yeah, I don't know. Like it's weird. No, we be two teams. Four teams of two. Yeah, mm. that makes sense. Yeah, unless alternating. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, alternating sounds yeah. probably the best to me. Yeah, but you I, can't alternate. But when you have four teams of two people in an eight person draft, why not? You would have team like team one, team two. Team one, team two, team three, team four, team three, team four. So you would have you can't just alternate around the table. You would just have one team at one section of the table, essentially. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Well, you could do one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. They yeah, be opposites. I know, but then you have like no interaction with your teammate during the draft. You can't affect their draft like really at all. Mm. So it's just like drafting normally. So you could have one. So you have one, two, one, two. Yeah, and then three, three, four, four, three, four. Yeah, that's what I think it would be. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just saying that's not alternating. <laughs> <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> because it's not. You just <laughs> it's alternating two teams. It's not. Yeah, for two not. places, and then it's just another two teams. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Yeah, that's fine. Teams. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, all I care about is is if True Day Nemesis reprinted. Uh, maybe Jace, but. We get planeswalkers in this. I mean, true name nemesis makes a lot of sense actually because yeah. it, because of the arena style, like the arena theme yeah. flavor to it. Yeah, what's it's annoying like, is true name is really expensive online, and I don't think they're going to release this project product. Oh yeah, Comic-Con. probably not. No, that is so, pretty bad. Yeah. Well, they'll probably put some of the cards in treasure chests. Yeah, like they have done like, with conspiracy. Yeah, you are like, but it's already in treasure chests, isn't it? Uh, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it might know. not be. Yeah. Maybe so. Well, it, it, if it even if it is, I'm sure the frequency would be upped. Yeah. For yeah, yeah. For this like they should just do that anyway. Yeah. yeah. With all the good cards, yeah. <laughs> I'm sick of paying the arse for yeah. Magic Online cards. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, this product sounds interesting. It's yeah. nice that they're continuing to try new things. Yeah. Try a little bit harder with the name next time. <laughs> Yeah, they could have called it Magic the Gathering Arena, but that was taken. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So modern. All right. What do we think about modern? Modern is a oh. wild west it frontier is. land magical 
Christmas Wonderland. Actually, yeah, that's, I thought it was on a side note. Literally today in work, some of my work, one of my colleagues said, oh, Alan, did you get that underground zoom in those totsies? I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because <laughs> apparently, I, I posted on the, the Gamers World Facebook looking for these cards. Right. Apparently, everyone in your Facebook can see when you do that. Oh, really? And I had no idea. Then <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone was like, oh, yeah, I saw that too. What was that all about? I'm like, oh. Is, is, is it not a, a close group? I thought That's it was. That's what I thought, I thought yeah. Well. Well, I, was, I was very surprised. Well, anyway, yeah, so um, Pay maybe, Modern. Maybe you need to look into your um, Facebook <laughs> settings there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should look at their security settings of Facebook. This yeah, is true. a public service. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, so I, I, I think, so during the week I was playing a lot of standard, kind of gave it up towards PPTQ. It was on Sunday, I played through a League of Modern for, and played against Jace, <clears> the Mind Sculptor, for the first time in Modern. So, mm-hmm. okay, so I was playing... Not for the first time in life. Not the first time in life, no, but the first okay. time in... But in, in the first time, time with Tron activated, um, okay. so I thought I was I thought I was pretty far ahead. So it was it was like a Blue Moon deck. They had a Blood Moon down, but uh, I I just I just cast a, a Bleeding Zone and I cracked a Bleeding Zone and kind of destroyed all the remnants. So I I had Tron back online. Okay. I think I played some kind of a threat. Um, then they then 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 they yeah. So then they played Jace and then played a Fetch and then brainstormed. So I'm like, all right. So they played Jace and you haven't really affected the board that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then I was able to just crack this. I just played another another um. A blue zone, and now would now would have done now Tron. I could just still crack it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, so then later on, so then kind of the game. So at this point, I was thinking, there's like I'm very far ahead. I have very very few cards in hand. I have Tron, a whole lot of cards in my hand, all these different options, all these different cantrips. But then, um, yeah, then they played another Jace, and they just brainstormed again. But then I again found an immediate answer for it. So like they played two Jaces, and all they did was brainstorm twice. And then kind of, I was talking to the person in the chat saying, "Oh, it's my first time playing against Jace." And then they eventually kind of came back and won. And then they said, back to me in the chat, they said, oh, I felt like I had no way of in that match. It was just me brainstorming twice, just put, put me back into it. Yeah. I, I think that's something that kind of, it made sense when they described it to me, because like when your opponent brainstorms, like especially online, you don't see them actually moving the cards around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't affect the board at all. Yeah. But like, it gives them such a huge advantage in terms of like, it just makes like 50% of their hand better, or like 75% of their hand gets better. Mm-hmm. So I kind of do that twice, especially in modern being a format where you need to have the right answers at the right time. I know that, and the answers are very powerful, and the threats are very powerful. So, I think it was it was you know, the, the seemingly least impressive on the face of it. The least impressive ability of Jace yeah. was was what this person that like put the back in the game, and they, they said, "Wow, I hundred percent was losing that." Because uh, I had like I think I like work on engine or something. I was like you know, playing threats mm-hmm. while this man, and they didn't have any um, blood moons. I think eventually they found like another blood moon, another blood moon, and that's kind of how they turned the game around. But mm-hmm. okay. that was just all off, all off. All of two brainstorms, wow, and some patches. So yeah, it was even though even, even though it was like fate I didn't even get fate sealed at all. It was just, it was it was. I mean, they would have had the same effect with River Auger, but uh, <laughs> that's true. I mean, yeah, two that's River Augers. Is he cost four? Yeah, yeah. yeah so basically, yeah, it was it's actually easier that. to cast. It's only a single blue. It's so. only a single blue as well. Yeah, you can yeah. flicker it and. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about brainstorm being Jace's least impressive ability though. I mean, I mean, like it's it, you don't see anything happen. Like it's like it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think if you, if you cast Jace and you brainstorm, you see how powerful it is, and it is very, very powerful. Yeah. But if you if you're a player who's never brainstormed before, it's at least probably at least immediately effective. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, it draws a card. Even yeah. If you, even sure. if you yeah. don't understand how the ability works apart from that. Yeah. It still still draws, draws yeah. a card. Yeah. Like Fate Sail is definitely le- like yeah. less impressive. Right? Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I don't, yeah I, I just reckon a lot of people who are saying that Jace isn't that bad just don't. Don't see how powerful brainstorm is. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You know I mean, it's restricted in vintage. The card brainstorm. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and then I think I think so. I lost that. Then afterwards, I played against a Naya Zoo deck. No, it was it was like a four quarter Zoo deck. They had like a wild deck huddles and wrote and uh, 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 Renegade Ragger uh, kind of you know, bring it back three trees from the graveyard. Yeah, mm. uh, it's pretty good. And then uh, 
I think I saved lives on three. I'm like, all right, I can go back to this. Uh, you know, as long as they don't draw a bolt, and then he drew uh, Bloodbraid Elf. Like, nice. ah, that's that's why this. Yeah, it was was not yeah, it was not yeah, not yeah. Um, and then cast Blood Bread Elf and cascaded into Bolt. They actually did cascade into Bolt, yeah. There you go. <laughs> just, just to show up. But Still yeah, so yeah, these. exactly. So yeah, first the first three games I felt like I had the league lockdown. I knew it was like oh, all these decks I know, I know how to play against them, I know how yeah. to play around their threats. Uh, and then um those these two wildguards came took, in. Taken out of nowhere. Exactly. If yeah. you listen to, I don't know if you listen to the the latest uh, top level podcast, Patrick mm-hmm. Jaden. But uh, he made a very funny comment about Jace that Jace is just the whole lantern deck. In one card, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Which like is like that's very demoralizing for the poor lantern players. Yeah, even 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 like the million mil your opponents deck out. That's that's yeah. as well. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. But, uh, yeah, what have they done? I know, but uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm looking forward. It's, it's a new format. I'm looking forward to kind of yeah. getting getting sucked into. Uh, but it, on the face of things, it doesn't really look like you know the format is like irretrievably broken or anything. No, we don't. Know. Like we've had what I think we've had like three info dumps with with this uh, yeah. since then we've had two yeah. two of the new like league dumps of whatever mm. thirty decks at a time, and we've had one modern challenge, and um, yeah, like there was a couple of Jace decks, there was a couple of Bloodbraid decks, but the usual suspects are all still there. Yep. There burn affinity collect company decks, mm. you know. I was gonna say blue moon decks, but they have Jace in them now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of the decks are just improved by Jace. Like, and I think, like, Burn did really well, right, in the Modern mm-hmm. Challenge. Came first and second place were both yeah. Burn decks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I think they're one of the reasons why Burn was maybe popular and did well is because, like, Burn is just quite good against, like, blue Jace decks in general. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's still, like, the card having an effect on the metagame. Even yeah, if it's not, like, totally dominating. You know what I mean? Like, there's, mm-hmm. like... I don't know, it was, um... Living End, Black Red Hollow One, and Death Shadow were like the top decks. Oh, I thought I thought Burn came first and second. Yeah, maybe it was uh, some other event. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let me look here. But uh, I was, as I see Brendan Canigo last night, he uh, playing Death Shadow in the finals, he cycled four street rates. Do you see this? Turn no. one? No. Went down to seven. Yeah. Oh, this was yeah. This is at the GP, right? No, the the SCG. SCG. Yeah. Oh, the SCG. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. So like, Fetch Shock, Thoughtseize, Turn One, then Cycle Force three rates. Great. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty, Fantastic. Yeah. Slam down some six sixes. Three rates is an obnoxious card. I don't understand how Taxi and Probe was banned, but three rate didn't. Yeah, it probably yeah. will get banned at some point. I feel like. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't need to anymore because Jace is like, I don't know. There are there aren't going to be as many Death Shadow players anymore. But, you know, sure. But it just enables like so many really broken. Yeah, I mean, decks. it's just a stupid broken card. Like yeah. any any yeah. free card that lets you draw a card, it attacks Jace and kills him. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it could even be unblockable. Yeah, yeah. exactly. People playing all these Grixis control decks, they don't know what they're signing up for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like maybe like Street Raid is not going to be a target for a ban for a while, just because like. I feel like the blue decks, the good blue decks are going to be Jace decks for the most part, rather than just like aggro, you know, Grixis Shadow or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as well, that's also the Gurmag Angler deck. And like Gurmag Angler and Tasker are definitely a lot worse with Jace in the format. Because mm-hmm. like yeah. bouncing one is kind of just yeah. the same as killing one. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, do you think that they, Wizards might think that uh, Street Wraith is fine because it kind of. 
it goes in, in a lot of decks where people like use every part of the buffalo type of thing if you know what mm. I mean yeah like like it goes into like living end um like it goes into the death shadow decks it goes into like the hollow one decks oh, where, yeah. where they're using the delve but they're also using the discard and they're using the life loss do you know yeah, what I mean? Like I they're mean, all relevant. All the parts are relevant. Yeah, I mean that's just way too good in my opinion. That's like yeah. so not what playing Magic should be. <laughs> I okay. think it's you yeah. know, I think it's smart. Like, it's kind of like it's, I mean, yeah, the like, decks are well built that use yeah. it, but mm. like you know what I mean. The decks that played Treasure Cruise were built pretty well around playing Treasure Cruise yeah, too. Very it's, true. Very yeah, true. Yeah. So it's like, it's like yeah, so it's like point you're making. It's not like a card like something like Gate Probe goes into every deck for, for whatever you do. You play mm. Gate Probe. Yeah. Whereas like, well, no, that's not true though. Like. Not many decks did play Gitaxian Probe when it was legal. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Like, but I think it could go into more decks than. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where, like, as time goes on, you slowly see the, the numbers start to go up. Probably like Jerry playing the one Manamorphose in the Mardu Pyromancer deck. Yeah, that I'm not sure mm. if people were really playing before he decided to stick it in. He was talking about it that he just yeah. kind of randomly decided to stick it in, and then he yeah. really liked it, and he'd probably play more of them in future you know yeah I mean when you look at Manamorphos it is a very similar card to yeah. those cards mm, yeah, except yeah. it just requires the two mana investment before yeah you have to get to two mana before you can do it which is not a tall order really no like and then they were talking on the show as well about playing those type of cards in Tron I don't know if you yeah, yeah it's just, just to put down your numbers like just to yeah. play 50, 56 card deck but like I think the problem with that is like 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 with Tron like you need to know in your opening hand like what you're doing are you hitting Tron yeah. you know when are you hitting it mm. and like having like a mystery card like bobble or whatever where you just don't know what the <laughs> yeah, texture true, looks yeah. like is a big problem <laughs> mm, yeah yeah and it's like you're yeah because you, you you can yeah you, yeah like like you're saying you come down to your first your first turn even just your first two draw steps yeah. you know like, like i'm gonna maximize me finishing off my combo with this yeah um yeah if you're going map for map turn one if i get if i my next draw is another trumpy so i win mm. um yeah whereas yeah these mystery cards kind of take away from that I mean, it's obviously insane in decks that key off spells or like spells being cast or mm. or cards hitting the graveyard. But like, if Tron is neither of those decks, yes, yeah, exactly. So I wouldn't really. It wouldn't be my first choice to put in there. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, but in general, that's the reason why you don't see these cards in like every single deck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stick um, stick some metamorphoses and some street rates in a in a Jace deck. Yeah, I mean, you easily could, yeah. 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 Manamorphos. Yes, just very easy. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm nice. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't really played the format yet, so I haven't mm. haven't gotten to feel the effects of it. I've watched some people on stream and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. mostly just been watching the Jace players destroy people. Yeah. And it looks, <laughs> pretty, it looks pretty unfair to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah. really see... But like, just in terms of results, the format doesn't look like instantly skewed, like insanely or anything no like I mean not every Magic Online player has like $400 to drop on a place that it chases at True. the moment yeah. and we, have, we haven't seen a paper event yet because like this the the bannings or the unbannings only go live today yeah, yeah. in paper yeah. so like Leon this past weekend didn't have it in effect mm. so there was yeah. like the normal pre unbanning metagame there Still got very good numbers for a Grand Prix, <clears throat> despite that, which I was yeah. very surprised by. That's how much people just really like watching modern. Yeah, people love modern. Yeah, yeah. and I suppose it was the last hurrah of this particular modern format. It's like a modern, yeah. modern yeah. rotation or something. Yeah, yeah, it really you know? is. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you can't play this card, this card, this card, and this card anymore because <laughs> you're gonna have to face Jason, kill it somehow. Four Tron players in the top eight. Yeah, that was yeah, crazy. Exactly. Yeah. This is people in an, in anticipation of. 
There we go. This is it. Tron looks pretty well positioned against it, although obviously not. Well, this is just one example. I mean, okay. it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I know what no, I got to take saying. that one example as okay. gospel. That's how the matchup goes. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I, also, I also watched Gabe Nassif fate seal the Tron player into oblivion. Yeah. And then actually, Andrew, there's a game this year where we were playing just before the podcast where I had Tron. I think I drew into Tron turn two. Like, yeah, we're doing this. And then I got a Bernie Inquiry and then discarded <laughs> discarded the rest of the Tron yeah, pieces. Discarded literally the three Tron pieces that were in your hand. Great. Deck is bad. Don't Fantastic. 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 That's a deck that could be hit with a ban. Street Rate would be a, would be a good ban for that deck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, the deck would still work. Like Faithless Looting is a pretty good card too. Ah, uh, Faithless Looting is too is too yeah. Niche. yeah. It, it is. Yeah, 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 you're going down in cards like yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it would probably be Street Rate if it was gotten one. Mm. I was watching Jim Davis play. He was playing like um, this sort of uh, big mana J stack as okay. well as this like teamer thing or whatever. Yeah, and he went turn two Lotus Cobra. Turn three. Oh, is this the like um, the uh, what were it? It's like blue. It's like a Naya. No, he was playing Teamer, I think. Teamer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see. Actually, I didn't see red cards. I don't know exactly what he was doing. I figured it was like Scape Shift or something. Okay. But maybe not. But uh, he had. Uh, he went turn two Lotus Cobra. Turn three Lotus Cobra Oracle of Moldia Jace. What? Yeah. What is wait? What does Oracle of Moldia do? Uh, you can play an extra land every turn, and you reveal the top card of your library, and you can play it if it's a land. Which okay. is also pretty good with Jace. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So wait, you play Lotus Cobra turn two. Yeah, then turn three, then before you made his land drop, play mm-hmm. Lotus Cobra, okay. play the fetch, yeah. crack the fetch. Yeah, that's so that's four mana. Five mana, because it's four, oh, yeah. four triggers on land. land. Yeah. Played an played Oracle, Oracle, revealed another fetch from the top of his deck. Yeah. Played, played it, that. cracked it, yeah. and then, oh no, sorry, he just played a normal land, I think, and then the, that was another three mana, yeah, and that played Jace and Brains Corpse. Nice, <laughs> oh my three. god, sweet, it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, and I forgot about this. He was like, this was my standard deck, by the way. All of, I played this this actual deck at standard. Wow, and it was like after that he played crazy. all that out, he was like, the only card that wasn't in my standard deck was Breeding Pool. It's on the battlefield. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. oh my god, that is insane. <laughs> yeah, wait, does it? That deck plays like Corsair Crucifix as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does, yeah. Love that card. Yeah, it's yeah. a really great card. Yeah, yeah, that could that could be a card that helps the JSX fight against like the burn decks. Yeah, it's a good blocker. Good blocker against your life. Yeah, sets up your. No, it doesn't, doesn't have any interaction really with the. The goblin does it. Oh, no! Except maybe they don't attack. Yeah, no, they, they don't, they're, they're not going to attack anyway if you have, if if you have two four, two four on the board. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, okay, that's the modern format. Yeah, um, what we know so far. Yeah, exactly. it's still yet to be explored, really. Yeah, when we get the next, when is the next modern tournament? You know, is there? Oh, I'm sure. Sure. Big one. G- GPs are switching to standard now, are they? Um, they're like their team events, right? For the next while, it's our team oh, sealed, sealed, and, sealed, then, okay. and then obviously we're going to the team trios one in three weeks, yeah. two, two and a half so weeks. That would be too modern. So yeah, yeah be our first big uh, data point. I think like so, the yeah. I think, but then, then again, even even then, like the team GPs are not a great data point for any individual <laughs> format because. Yeah, you don't be know, supported by the other two formats. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And you two will be carrying me, so it'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, pretty good. I don't really know what's going to happen when we go to Madrid. To be honest, we're going to crush them. That's what we're going to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to win the tournament. I'm just, I, 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 I'm, I'm very confident. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've played literal zero games with the deck I'm planning to register, so I should maybe yeah, sort well, that out. But, yeah, yeah, just yeah. Chal- Chalice in turn one. Um, yeah, that is. And we'll go shortly afterwards. Yeah. 
anyone who uh, any opponents listening have figured out our secret strategy and legacy yeah. cast yeah. Charles of the Void in an unfair manner yeah we, we do have a standard GP this weekend this weekend okay yeah that's great weekend. that'll be good and then we have Team Limited and then the one that we're going to yeah and then Modern so okay. uh, Phoenix in March mm. the, the weekend of uh, St. Patrick's Day so oh, yeah. we won't be paying any attention to that no we will not be no yeah. we'll I'm be sure there. somebody will we'll, be. Be. there's people you go on that weekend is there? In Avon, yes. Well, is it modern? No, it's, no, it's Saturday. Saturday. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, don't have to buy Jason. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right, uh, we move on to our tournament report. This is probably going to be the bulk show this week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, before we do that, All right. I do have one thing that I wanted to sure. read out. So we got a we got an email, actually, from Namata GG, who is our DG. kind of... Uh, <laughs> listener. Yeah, constant, constant listener. Um, and the the... Subject line of the email is just Jace. <laughs> yeah. I think for now on the subject line of every email should just, should just be, Jace. be Jace. Yeah, The mind sculptor optional. Mm. Um, so it says, Hey guys, just a thought. If you are 0-3 in a league, why not play your next matches then concede if you're winning? You get to play your competitive games you are looking for without paying for a new league and you don't screw up somebody else's run. If everybody did it, then you'd get the occasional free boost as well, which would be nice. Yeah, that's true. I, I do do that generally. I usually yeah. tell people, like, you know, I'll play out the first game, make them sweat a bit, and then I'll say, hey, I'm going to concede, by the way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think. Uh, it's never happened to me, personally. <laughs> I've done it loads of times, and I've never gotten a free win on my nice. online. Nice. But, uh, you know, whatever, it'll happen. I'm sure karma someday will yeah. Yeah. treat me right. Yeah. Speaking of karma, I never do this, but people do it to me sometimes, so. Oh, my God. It's just me doing it to you, then. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the world works, Yeah, Yeah. Um... I have never gone 05 before, so... What? You said, you said last, last week, week that you did. Yeah, but last week, that was the first time. Oh, okay, I, okay, sure. Right, yeah, right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But I have been... I have... And I don't think I've ever been 03 before. In a, yeah, it feels bad. Yeah, usually like you can get that, that third match is usually kind of yeah. a freebie. If yeah, you're, if yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. in a standard Exactly, league. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty bad. Um, yeah, this is this is a good suggestion. I, I would definitely do this in the future mm-hmm. now that I have thought about it yeah. and someone has suggested it to yeah. me. Thank you. Good. Um, and then we have a little bit of a history lesson. Uh, it says, also, you never explained the true reign of Jace Cargo. This was oh, when yes. Jace was truly at his most broken, not only because he was in the same block as Fetches, but also because of the squadron hawk combo. Nothing like brainstorming, putting two hawks on top, then playing another hawk and getting them back again. Turns Jace's zero into ancestral if it wasn't already good enough. Sure, Stoneforge plus Swords Skull broke things too once New Phyrexia came out. Um, they say, I think he did overplay his role in Legacy though. No, Siri, I don't want you. Uh, since the beginning of MTG, Drago has wanted a way to draw an extra card every turn. Jace is just a better JM Dayton. Only relied on in hardcore control decks, miracles, and check pile. Personally, I'm looking forward to Notion Thiefing for the next few months. Notion Thief does sound good. Notion Thief sounds sweet. Yeah. That's not true, though, in Legacy. Like, all the Stoneblade, Stoneblade decks play Jace. Yeah. And that's, like, a blue mid-range aggro deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that, that's just... I mean, I don't think that's true, that it's, it's just a control finisher in Legacy. But, but like... So, what, what's what's the role in the Stoneforge or the Stoneblade decks? I mean, it's just, it's just another finisher, basically. It's okay. like, you have, like, you have Stoneforge Mystic and, like, yeah. True Name Nemesis and, you know... Batter school, and then you just have Jace as well because mm-hmm. you're just playing blue cards. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. might as well. So, yeah, basically, unless you're playing like a like an unfair combo deck, like if you're playing like obviously show and tell or something, you don't want Jace. It doesn't really mm-hmm. do very much for you. You yeah. can't put it into play from your show and tell and stuff like that. Yeah. 
But uh, I think he has more applications in legacy than uh, than just a control finisher. For if sure. he could put him into play from Chantal, would they, would would they blame? Um, probably not. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, no. I don't. I, I don't think it's really busted yeah. enough to put in. Okay. You don't get enough immediate advantage. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like get the brainstorm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if they put in a Leovold, you're not too happy. No, that's yeah. that's actually yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, that's happened to me playing against Show and Tell, where they put Gristlebrand into play and I Gristlebrand and I put Leovold. <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, hmm. <laughs> and then I just play Baleful Strix and yeah, they can't do anything. Yeah, really okay. great. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> sick. Uh, okay, thanks for the email. Uh, do let us know any any if anybody else has any thoughts on Jace, we'd love to. Yes, because again, never stop talking about it. Yeah, just know, it's, uh, an email about Jace every week. Yeah, that's what we want to see. We just yeah, want to yeah. see that inbox full of Jaces. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like obviously, yeah, in standard as well. Like, yeah, it was the squadron hawk thing was was busted. And yeah, it was. I don't know. I guess like the the Kogo deck that that was like Kibler. I think was the person who popularized it mm, at first, yeah. and that was like. He was kind of the only one playing it for a little bit, but yeah. like people very quickly realized it was very good. Yeah, yeah. And then, but at that point, the only sword you could get was sort of body and mind. Yeah. Um. But then, yeah, once they printed the sort of feast and famine. Yeah. In, they printed the other two swords. Then War and Peace was the other one, I think. Right? I they have no idea. In uh, in New Fire or, and Ice, Scars and Meridian, or was it Fire and Ice? No, Fire and Ice is one of the old swords, right? Uh, I don't know. I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, that obviously made it a lot yeah. more broken yeah, and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. yeah, and then like towards the end of the format, it turned into other stuff, and you had like Splinter Twin, Jace combos, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, in the yeah. same deck. Yeah, so there were a lot oh. of permutations of the deck, but yeah, Squadron Hawk was definitely a big part of it from the mm-hmm, start. Mm-hmm. Unassuming little card. Legion, yeah. Legion Conquistador of the Sky. I mean, this is it. It was bigger. Yeah. yeah. The walker. The yeah. walking. Um, okay, so our tournament report. So, as alluded to at the top of the show, you guys went to a PPTQ this past weekend. I sadly could not attend. And uh, you did pretty well, so tell, mm. us, tell us all about it. Uh, it was in Trinity as part of Leprechaun. It was hosted by the War Chest, yeah. uh, the shop head in Dunleary. But uh, as you, like most of the time, their PPTQs are in other locations, and they're uh, often associated with conventions and stuff okay. as well, which is pretty cool, actually. It's yeah. kind of a nice excuse to go out and, like, you know, see all that stuff on the yeah, day. Yeah. Like a convention isn't something I'd normally go to, but mm. you know, I'll happily go wander around and stuff from there. As, was know, like for a tournament entrance to the con included in the? Yeah. The yeah. Well, the the CCG section or whatever okay. were kind of I think the only events you could play, or you could sit down and you know play the board games or yeah. whatever as well. But I okay. think uh, the other stuff, like the role play games, were you had to have like a full pass or whatever. Yeah. To okay. Those, I okay. think. Yeah. But it was in Trinity in the in the SU Cafe in Goldsmith Hall. Uh, it was pretty nice, pretty spacious mm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it was cool. So we had 24 players. It was a yeah. standard tournament. I'm really surprised that there were so few players. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was 20 quid to enter okay. like with the with the compass and stuff yeah. like that. So that yeah. price point, maybe you could have put like people off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but like part of that as well is that the War Chess PPTQs usually offer a cash prize mm-hmm. to the winner of the tournament as well to help them with their costs for traveling to the RPTQ and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I actually really like that to be honest. I yeah. Think, I think it's a good <laughs> idea. Actually, it's yeah. yeah. Although it doesn't really help that much now with the RPTQs. The way um, the team RPTQs because like 
So you win. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to. You have to split your cash flow in three ways. <laughs> yeah, that's not. Right, to be yeah. Well, you can do whatever you want with it, but presumably yeah. you're going to mm-hmm. split your cash prize to the other members of your team to help them get to their PTQ as well. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Or maybe not, because you put in the hard work for winning the PPTQ. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, can, kinda, they can pay for themselves. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard to like ask people to like go along to this work PTQ with you and just pay their own way as well. Yeah, I don't know. The whole system is very, very strange. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Very strange. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we got the announcement. Were we talking about this on air about uh, the kind of awkwardness of a solo tournament fe- feeding into? No, team we tournament? we haven't really talked about it that yeah. much. Yeah. So basically, there was a judge announcement at the start of the tournament, uh, as there always is, but very appropriately uh, pointing out that you can't, in terms of discussing, you know, concession or draws or anything to do with the results of a match. Uh, sort of make any implications or ask any questions about, you know, uh, the other your opponent's plans of who's going to be on their team for the RPTQ and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, if you do, you will most likely get disqualified for bribery. Yeah. I think is the yeah. most likely. The judge judges did not say that explicitly, but that I think is certainly the case. To yeah. be honest, yeah. Um, that did not happen at this tournament, thankfully, but I think Thank it God. has happened at PPTQs this season already okay. uh, around the world. And, yeah, it's just... So basically, the, the the problem here being that you can in some way influence your opponent to concede to you in the finals by offering a spot on your RPTQ team. Yeah, or yeah. imply that you'll concede to them if they give for you... Same, yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the same, yeah. Yeah, for the same, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is bribery because yes. you're offering something for a concession. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's just straight up. It is bribery. People might not think of it like that. Yep. Because mm. you know it's not the usual. You know, we'll go out for a smoke and I'll slip you whatever. But yeah. That is kind of the more traditional bribery that you see, <laughs> which we which we don't which see happens. that much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does happen. People yeah. get disqualified for it. Yep. That's how it goes. That's how it yep. should work. Um. So yeah, this is just kind of a weird system, like. So, long story short, Al and I both top-aided. Yes. And then, so, we both knew that, like, you know, we, we would be on each other's teams mm. if, we, like, us three would go as a team to an RPTQ if any yeah. of us win a yeah. PPTQ this season. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just kind of locked in beforehand. So, at le- I guess at least we would be able to, you know, say, well, no, there was no bribery or in- incentives there mm. or whatever. No, we just know that. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, that could still land you in hot water if you said the wrong thing or yeah, whatever, yeah, exactly. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But, like, so we both got in the top eight, and I immediately just thought, well, we were on opposite sides of the bracket. Well, not exactly opposite sides of the bracket, mm. but we didn't play each other in the quarterfinals. And I immediately just thought, well, if we play each other in the quarterfinals, Al was first in the Swiss, so he's on the play every time, so I'll just concede to him because yeah. he has a better he's chance of winning the tournament than yeah. I do. Yeah. And I would not say hey, I'm going to concede to you because, because yeah, I yeah. know you're going to put me on the team, but I would have just sat there if we'd played in the quarterfinal or in the semifinal, I would have just said, I concede. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and that's like, that's there's nothing wrong with me doing that and it makes sense for me to do it, but like, that's not... If you really, ever verbalize this. Well, yeah, if I, yeah, if I made it, any kind of intimation or whatever that I'm doing... Like, the thing is, because Al, you could then turn around and be like, fuck off, you're not on the team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And I would have no recourse, and I'd the have drama. to be just... But, like, you know, I would have to just it's, be like, fair enough. Well, yeah. I conceded it, I didn't expect anything in yeah. response. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah you couldn't have, like... It's, exactly, it's, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, but, like, that's not really what I want to be doing in a tournament. I just, like, yeah. the the whole aspect of that 
I think is not well thought through. Yeah. And it, for one thing, it's going to put people in the positions of like getting DQ'd for something that they thought was like something they could honestly talk about and wouldn't mm. think about in terms of bribery. Yeah. And also it's just like, I'd prefer if I get to a top eight to just play at my matches and try yeah. and win the tournament. You yeah. Know? And to be honest, if you're against like someone who's a friend in a top eight, I'd even doubly like to play at the match and be like, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For a real thing. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and it's also you know, like, you know, you like your friend, so you're not going to have hard feelings if you lose really. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. You're going to be happy for them as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't a problem as I lost That's in the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> Great, that all sorted Boom. itself out. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about the uh, the actual tournament leading up to that. Alan, do you want to? Also, I mean yeah. the Swiss. Yeah, so I yeah, dominated. So... This, I dominated the Swiss. Nice. Um, yeah, so playing blue back control. I was. I didn't have any reps with the deck going in. Um, I was playing Grixis Energy at the start of the season. Uh, I picked I picked up this deck about a week before the tournament. Yeah. Uh, and also, I felt like it it has obviously has a very good game against mid range decks. Yeah. Um, and it holds its own. It does hold its own very well against arrow decks because so many of your removal spells have um does have uh like life game actual. I think the 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 increase in mo- like the printing of moment of craving hmm. was is important yeah. in your matchup against mono red. And then all these decks just going up to four of Raska's Contempt is insane. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. And so that's, that's your that's yeah. your answer for Hazard. Like, yeah. So I I I had a yeah, yeah three three moments and four Raska's in the yeah. seventy five, um and uh, yeah so yeah so I, so I played played the games I played against so uh, round one against I played against um, uh, black red aggro so for 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 those very same reasons it was like it was the game kind of unfolds that you know they're attacking first you're stabilizing but the stabilizing is just so much easier when. You're just gaining like five life in the course of, of in the course of doing so. Yeah, and after that, then I played against. Wait, uh, sorry, can I just ask yeah. about black red aggro? What what kind of flavor of black red aggro was that? Was that heavily black and red, or was it like mono red splashing black? It was, it was more like yeah, it was more like mono red flashing black. Okay, yeah. so yeah. It didn't have like unlicensed or anything like that. No, sorry, I had, I had sorry, no, sorry, actually, no, yeah, it was it had a license. It was like artifacts. Uh, okay, with, with, with so it had harder Kieran as well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so that's yeah, the more so slightly more in the black. Yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah. there's also ones that are even more in the black, with like Dreadwander and stuff. Did it have Dreadwander? Oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. Okay, no worries. It did. It did. It did. Sorry, it did. Just black. Yeah, okay. Okay. So it's pretty yeah. evenly split between red and black. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, I, so I, yeah. So, when ha- so it was definitely the kind of deck I wanted to have Magus Rays against. But yeah, uh, I did prefer to have Wonder Grave and then just yeah. to the game like yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So after that, then I played against uh, Grixis Energy, and that just felt like a very. It was just that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very very good matchup for me in that it was just like no no single spell I didn't want resolved resolved um, on on their end so it was it was it felt very straightforward and the next two rounds I think I played against uh, Murfolk uh, again that was also a very oh my God, very Murfolk is it's a great very matchup. easy matchup yeah. for Blue Black and Yeah, especially with, it was like it's you, I you, mean you, they can negate and spell crazier stuff but I think yeah because I like, think it's a very easy matchup for most good decks in standard to be honest probably yeah, yeah Murfolk just is without having any not removal. really there no yeah because I think it's usually like against against a good range like, against a blue mid range deck you'd like you'd, you'd want to kind of wear them out before you start playing the Scarab Gods yeah whereas against Murfolk you'd just slam down the Scarab God and be like you know, the only way they can interact with this is to bounce it yeah, yeah. Um, and like, unless they're getting you for, for lethal if they do bounce it uh, you're happy for them just to, to I don't know, run to it or mm-hmm. yeah. pass your hand but uh Yes, yeah, so and I think it was so, so going trio. I was paired down for round four, uh, so I, I got into double ID in the top eight. Yeah, we had 20, uh, 24 players, five rounds. So if you went trio and weren't paired down, paired down, you could cleanly double, double draw ID, into yeah. the top. Yeah, eight. yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, so now so so four. Yeah. So my result in the end was four one uh, with an ID in the top eight. I uh, died an ID into um, top seat. Top oh, seat zero ID. 
Uh, was it against? Yeah. Oh, it was against, uh, I think, Mardu. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Brian. Yeah. Brian on Mardu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good idea for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Mardu is probably one of the tougher matchups yeah, for was. Blue Black. Yeah. That's actually why I was thinking afterwards maybe you should have played it to try and knock him. Yeah. Knock out him out of contention. Yeah, I don't know if you could have knocked him out of contention because he what, was. What seed did he end up? He was third, third seed at that point. I think he was. He ended up being fourth seed. Um, into going into the top eight, so it could have been knocked out. Yeah, and I was also thinking that Probably myself as well when mm-hmm. I when I ID'd the last round into top eight. It was against another Mardu player. Because if you're if you're four and one, you're locked. Yeah, you were. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah at four oh one, you were. Mm. But same sorry, time, you, you locked yourself for first seed. So I, I would, yeah. So with that ID, which is probably more important for a control deck than trying to knock out up your bad matchup. Uh, well, at four oh, I think you were basically already locked. No, but for first seed, yeah. Really? Because uh, the, the, cause the other three O's I did. Okay. So go, so you were four O and the other two were three O one. Yeah. Oh, okay. So going into the last yeah, round. So yeah. I think you were essentially locked for oh, like okay. first or second yeah. anyway. Yeah. Very good. This one I never would have considered. And yeah. I think if, if I had if I had a way, um, well, my opponents agreed to do something that allowed me be get, because we confirmed for top seed. Yeah. yeah I see that. But then I think yeah, especially then I suppose since I did end up losing to a different party deck. Uh, that's what, it probably yeah. was. It probably was worth uh, uh, yeah, trying to knock another Mardu. That's what. That's eight. what I was thinking as well because I was uh, when I I would with the other Mardu player mm. um, who got to the finals uh, who had gone into the last round and like at this point we already knew you were locked for top seed. So I didn't even think about this because I was just like, well, I'll just ID and get into top eight. Yeah. But like maybe I maybe because of the team aspect, maybe I should have played, made him play. Yeah. And tried to beat him. Mm. Because to knock out a bad matchup for you, you yeah, know I mean? yeah, and again, this is just a weird aspect of this like team or PTQ thing. It changes things a lot. I, mean, I think well, maybe, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's a sign of, of, of us getting better that we're we're no longer just content with top eighting. Like usually, you go to uh, uh, PTQ like I just want to do whatever I can to top eight. Yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. like well, now it's within our power to make the top eight as easy as possible. Yeah, yeah. that we can we can go to G more than top eight. We can, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and I think it's a big manipulate what's in the top yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, and I think with, with the team aspect, that makes it a much easier play to do that because like mm. it's like it's. Not even to like, I don't lose everything, even if I get knocked out of the tournament and don't yeah. get into top eight at 3 2 at that point, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, yeah, but it's weird. I only thought about it afterwards, and yeah, it's one, of those, one of those things like I don't really like doing all the breaker math, and it's part of part of tournament magic that you have to do it and get good at yeah, it, yeah, that's it, like realistically. But again, it's another thing where you're kind of playing the game without playing the game that I don't like yeah. so much, mm-hmm. um, but it's just a sort of that's the necessity, mm. you know. It's just part of playing tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Reed Duke wrote a couple, of, a couple of very good articles recently on, mm. on like breaker, oh yeah, breaker math, like how, how not to ID yourself into ninth place and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. started being able to figure it out recently. I did read those articles as well. Yeah, it's really pretty good. He had some useful like kind of mental tricks, like like if like say if you're if you're five oh one at a GP, just think of yourself as. Five one with the best breakers. Yeah, yeah. Okay, like that, yeah, yeah. You know, see that. Um, yeah, it's it, they're really good. I'll I'll probably link them in the show notes because mm, they're yeah. they're very useful for anybody who's into doing well at tournaments and yes. figuring out the, how you can make the tournament structure help you rather than hinder you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what yeah. about how how was your top eight then? Yeah. So then, so I suppose one thing I was glad about because I because. I'm not even. I haven't even played that many control decks in in paper before. So one thing I was really worried about was kind of going to time a lot. So that fortunately didn't happen at all in the Swiss uh, portion. Then I in in uh, in the yeah in the quarterfinals I played against uh, Blue Black mid range, and they just ended up being incredibly long matches. We had three three very very long games. Or a very long match with three very long games. 
uh, he took game one. Uh, I, I actually, I, I feel like I threw game one away because I tried a fatal push uh, cheap Cabra that was brought back from the Raver out of Scarab God. Okay. Uh, and my head, I was like, oh, it's Token, I can fatal push it. Yeah. Um, then when, when I aimed fatal push mm-hmm. uh, at the Token, uh, my opponent picked up the Scarab, his Scarab God and read his Scarab God. Yeah. And I was like, what's, yeah, what's yeah. he reading the Scarab God for? And then he <laughs> says, oh, fatal push resolves. And I, I had the field ruined there and everything. And it's, it was, no. it was, it was, it was an interaction I knew well that, uh, the, the things that Scargot brings back has the same from yeah. Ravenna so yeah. I, I, I just missed it in that, in that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he went on, yes, and game, game two ended up being very, very long. Uh, game three, he, he was on, so I won game two. Game three, on the play, he um, he went turn two Argyle's Bloodfast. Mm-hmm. I looked at my hand, I'm like, oh my god, he's going he's gonna to draw a lot of cards in the course of this game. So over the course of the game, he ended up activating Argyle's Bloodfast seven times, uh, drew seven extra cards. Uh, but so it, it still just came, it like came right down to the wire. Uh, it's I like think two, two Grizzlebrand activations. That's basically, that's basically <laughs> it. yeah. So I think it was. I think he he was on six. No, he was on he was on eight. I hit him with a gear hook. He went down to three, and I think he was forced to use an activation oh, okay. to try and draw an answer. Yeah. So yeah. So the only damage that's actually done was was one gear hook uh, wow. connection. But, nice. Uh, yeah. Was, the, the, the games were absurd, and afterwards I was completely drained and exhausted because like all three games were incredibly long. <laughs> mm. And then uh, and, and then my next opponent sat down in front of me. I'm like, oh god, this is. This is gonna be rough. Uh, so then after that, I played against Mardu, and I, yeah, and I, I lost to Mardu in much quicker games than, than those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you still make games of them, definitely. Yeah, exactly. Was, I think that yeah, was a good match too. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, I think there's there, there's some there's some kind of lines I took that weren't optimal. Kind of looking back, I say I can. I think I probably did definitely make some mistakes. Mm. I think there's one point where uh, he had a hazard. Um, he's he's attacking with a hazard and a walking missile with two counters on it. Okay. Uh, I flash in gear hook. And I went into the tank because I was like, I had a few options of what to bring back with the gear hook or what to what to cast with the gear hook. Um, so because I wanted to try save life points, like my save my life total, I um, cast. Well, I I, I targeted um, moment grave in my graveyard, okay. and I said, like, well, what, what, like, well, what do I cast it on? I think it'll be like, cast it on the. Gear you're hook. on a healthy life life total at this point. I think you're on. You were above fifty. Actually, at this point, yeah, actually, I was yeah, yeah. earlier on in this game. I had I had gone up to thirty because I played yeah. a turn two. I played a turn two gift trade the board, and and packs like got, got through. Wow. Um, yeah, I think it was, it was pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, and you yeah, cast wow. like a Vraska's Contempt on a moment of craving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I had um, yeah. So I think so. The way I saw it was I didn't I didn't have I didn't have an answer to uh, Hazard in my hand then. So at that point I'm thinking usually just having a gear hook on the battlefield is enough to make it you know, not attack properly properly. And because yeah, my life, if my life total was healthy, I was thinking oh I, I can take a few shocks before I find a Vraska's Contempt. Um, but then I was thinking if I do if I moment of craving uh, to welcome this, say he can shoot my. Uh, my gear hook in response, and so then it'll, it, will, it will then trade if I do block the the um, the hazard. So then I, I said I I did something which is very very stupid now. I just uh, I I shrunk the hazard and then okay. blocked the hazard anyway, which ended up not making much sense. Yeah, uh, I mean, surely shrink the hazard and then, then block, block the, the ballista. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely just should have done that. Yeah, and um, then yeah, yeah. I think it was, it was it was afterwards. I was like, oh, that was pretty silly, and like I I. I I took that line because I wanted to save as much life life points as possible while okay. keeping my gear hook on the board. You, I think he killed your gear hook before blocks actually with unlicensed. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. that happens. That kind of yeah. So that was that's what I yeah yeah yeah. But so it was like I think I think there's like one line like that. I think there's another point where I started. I think, I think when I was falling behind, I kept on as activating as Kanta in the in my main phase. Okay, it was really just so I wanted to have the information of what card I'd have from it because I just wanted no cards in hand. Yeah, I was activating as Kanta in my main phase just to just to have a card. To be able to plan my next turn for, but then like when you do that, it's like unless there was no sorceries I was really aiming to get, so um it was like oh actually that's kind of get disallow. He's like all right, I'll just play my turn, put more pressure on without having mm-hmm. to dance as well. Yeah. Um. Well, yeah. I think there there definitely were lines I could have done better. 
Uh, I feel I was completely drained from the last match. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, playing that many... Enough. Enough. Like, yeah. that's like your seventh round in a row. Yeah, yeah. The exactly. one before that, yeah, was an untimed kind of grind. Mm, yeah, fest, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, yeah they're, still, they're still great games. Uh, and yeah, so going up to 30 with a... Uh, we get to the Bourne, I felt very comfortable. Mm. Uh, with mm. any of those, just a few hazard connections, that was enough. Uh, yeah. But that was the end of my run. That's a shame. Oh. All right, Kieran, what about you? Uh, I played Mono Red, uh, which I felt like... Is a great choice in standard at the moment. Everyone should just play mono red, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Um, for, uh, round one, I played against blue black mid range, the same opponent you had mm. in the quarterfinals, Shane. Um, that was like pretty, like I felt like it was kind of a walkover to be honest. Like I was on the play. Uh, I had very good starts against him. Game one, uh, game two. I believe he lost legacy to me, naming Hazaret mm. when I had like. I think I had two creatures on board. I had three lands and I had three hazards in hand. Whoa, uh, lovely. And I didn't have a fourth land. I had like a lightning strike or something like that. Oh my so God. So basically the hazards were never going to be useful to me. And yeah. it just let me draw three cards. Oh my God. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and I just drew into like an abrade and another haste creature or something and killed him like yeah. two turns later. It was like pretty brutal. I've never Why, seen thank it. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah Jesus I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, because yeah. I was looking at these hazards, I was like, this is so awkward. I got to play one, then I got to spend my turn discarding yeah. another one, then I got to do something else the next turn and then I'll be able to attack with it. Like, yeah. that was my plan at that yeah. point. Yeah. And then I just went, okay, no problem. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like when he saw my hand, I think he maybe should have considered not taking the hazards out of my hand. Like just, because you can do that is with that, Lost Legacy. Right? Really? Okay. Yeah, I think you can take any number when you, you name a card and you can yeah. take any number of, from your opponent's deck and right. a graveyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, and I think maybe he should just yeah. left me with three hazards in hand rather than wow. take them and let it's, me yeah. draw three. Yeah, it's a tough because obviously he's bringing it in with the intention to name hazard. Yeah. And then yeah. when he's like, all right, when I name, I'm going to bring this, to play this into three, name this card. Like, oh, well, they're going to play this card next turn if they got land. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I can definitely see how it looked like the right choice to take them out. Yeah, because I think he kind of felt like he hit the jackpot. But like, yeah. actually, I was really happy that he did it. So yeah. it was a weird man play. That's, that's a sign of a real bad card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like just surgical or something. That we jackpot. Like it was. Uh, yeah. it was. I, I I resolved uh, Lost Legacy for the first time last week. I was playing uh, blue black mid range, and I was playing against Approach, and I played it on like turn three or turn four, mm. and um, he thought about it for a second. He was like, okay, and then I named Approach, and like he showed me his hand. He had an approach, and he was like, thanks. I was never going to cast that. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, I feel great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that was the first and last time that I'll ever resolve yeah. Lost Legacy. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think it's a really bad card. It's a it, really. I understand that it answers some problems, but yeah, I mean, when Felidar Guardian or eight, you know, whatever Ulamog was in the format, yeah, yeah, you had, yeah. To, you had to do some stuff. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not very good. No. Anyway, so that was that was my round one. Um, I won that match pretty comfortably again. Uh, like again, the Lost Legacy would have been great if I didn't have pressure on at the time. But sure, that's it. Yeah. I already yeah, had a creature or two yeah. on the board. It was. You, I just feel like taking your turn off against Mono Red is not maybe not something you can really do. Not really, no. Um, round two, I played against Alex Ball on Mono Red. Uh, I won the dice roll and won the match. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's, that's how that goes. Yeah, good, Ale- good dice rolling. Yeah, Alex had a, had a very nice build of Mono Red. He had two Dire Fleet Daredevil in the main. Sweet. Which I hadn't seen before. I had only seen it as a sideboard card. I've looked yeah. up some lists online since, and I have seen people playing it in the mm. main deck. Yeah, it seems very good. Yeah, and definitely he guessed that quite a few people would be on mono red at yeah, the tournament. Yeah, especially in the mirror. That's what I was going to say. It's, yeah. It seems insane in the mirror. It, it really was. And, yeah, he resolved one game one, you know, was able to lightning strike one of my guys from my graveyard or something. Um, 
I can't quite remember how I managed to win that game to be honest after that happened it yeah. felt like I probably shouldn't have done it and then game two was another kind of longish game where we basically were both top decking one of us would play a threat the other one would draw removal and answer it went on for maybe 12 turns or something like that and then I just drew and played a rekindling phoenix mm-hmm. and that was kind of GG that, that card's mm-hmm. like absurdly good yeah. in the mirror yeah. like after both cards have lost both players have lost all their cards in hand mm-hmm. uh, just almost cleanly answers Hazard. you can just chump block Hazard every single turn yeah forever yeah uh, if they want to kill it and you're not doing that they have to have two removal spells mm-hmm. uh, which is just not really feasible to do mm-hmm. so I took that one down I was feeling good as well because Alex is a very good player uh, and I didn't have very much experience in the mirror so I kind of wasn't too confident going into it uh, so that felt good then round three I played against Mardu uh, against Brian um I lost that one. Game one, I had a really sketchy keep on the draw where I knew my opponent was on Mardu and my hand was a uh, Magma Spray, Magma Spray, uh, like a Braid, Lightning Strike. Sounds great. Uh, some other card. I, can't I think it was like a two drop, like an Earthshaker Kenra. Oh, okay. okay. My only land was a Sunscorched Desert. Oh. Uh. But the hand was like basically perfect apart from that. Yeah, it was a yeah. mountain. Yeah, and he had kept on seven. So I kept it. Um, yeah. basically I think I would mulligan that if I went back now I, I'm not like at the time I thought it was very close uh, but after playing it out I realised like because I drew a mountain on turn 2 mm-hmm. okay. and no sorry I actually drew one on turn 3 so it was just a disaster okay. uh, you know and it was kind of the worst the worst it could have possibly gone kind of within a standard deviation or whatever but I I think if I had even missed one mountain, like yeah, you have draw, to draw a mountain, mountain really. Yeah, then, basically, you want to yeah. cast magma spray into then, a braid into magma spray lightning strike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it was actually a bad keep, I think, uh, in retrospect. So lost that one very quickly and convincingly, mm. uh, and even had to show my opponent what I was on because I played Sunscorch Desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the worst way to like yeah. keep un- keep an unkeepable hand and then lose. Uh, and then game two, even on the play, I just kind of got run over again. He just had, uh, like, uh, he had toolcraft into Bowman Courier, Bowman Courier okay. on turn two, and I uh, got run over pretty quickly in that one as well. Uh, then round four, I played against Merfolk. Uh, that pretty much felt like a buy, to be honest. It was like <laughs> my opponent, you know, kept like seemingly like reasonable enough hands, and they played. He played explore creatures every turn, and he was like drawing a land off every single one. And he just got ran over very quickly in game yep. one. Game two, kind of the same thing happened. And I just jammed a rekindling Phoenix on turn four. And that was just kind of the game. Yeah. Again, the Merfolk deck. That's just kind of interaction. No, yeah, it sounds good. Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, I just brought in a load of rekindling Phoenixes and Glorybringers. And I went, yeah, I'm pretty sure Merfolk just can't do anything against these cards. Yeah. And it's true. So, yeah, I just don't think that deck is really... I mean, I didn't get to see it go off at all. But, I mean, he, I saw my opponent kind of curve out. But he just ended up because he just drew a load of lands off the explore triggers he just ended up with a lot of two ones basically yeah. Yeah. you know uh, which is just that can happen when you play those cards and you mm-hmm. kind of have to configure your deck such that if that happens you're still happy yeah, you know yeah. what I mean like, yeah. I feel like in the snake deck you're happy when that happens with Jade Light Ranger because it means you will you'll smoothly be able to play your Verderous Gear Hole on turn 5 or whatever yeah, yeah, you're it's insane. yeah. Bombs, like, yeah. but in Merfolk you don't really have that so like if you don't get any counters mm-hmm. off your early creatures it's like what are you really following up with at that point? Yeah, what's well, the know? top end? Like, is yeah. it Tempest Collar or something? Yeah, I mean, he had Kumena or whatever, yeah. but, like, I wasn't even too worried about that. It was, like, mm. yeah, it just, it just didn't didn't really feel like trouble at all. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I was able to ID the last round of the top eight. So I was 3-1 at that point. So I was able to get in at 3-1-1. Uh, I knew it was a lock. And again, like we were saying earlier, I feel like maybe I should have played it out. I was against the other Mardu player. Uh, maybe it just would have been a better idea to play. Also, something that should have figured into it was uh, Kev Fogarty and Shane, the blue-black mid-range player, had decided to play it out on the table beside me. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were both 3-1 and one also. Okay. And I was ahead of both of them in the standings. I was the highest rated nine-point player in the standings. Okay. So I think at that point, I should have realized that I should have played it out as well because I think I was still locked for top eight then because one, because one of them would be eliminated. Oh, yeah, one yeah. of them, one of the three of two of the three of us, or like say if I lost, one of the two of them would still be three and two and I would still have higher breakers yeah. than them at that point. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, so I think sense. I was still locked, and I should have played because you would have been eighth, but I would have been eighth and got in, or I would have been second. Yeah. If I won. Yeah. And I would have uh, taken the Mardu player down towards the bottom of the standings. Right. Whereas what ended up happening was I went in in sixth, mm. I think, because mm. I decided to draw. Mm-hmm. And being on mono red, especially, that's a big problem. Like knowing that yeah. you're most more than likely going to be on the draw. Yeah. For your games. So I feel like that was probably a mistake. And again, yeah, as you were saying, it's, it's not something that we're really used to doing. Yeah. Like usually when you can ID into top eight, you can ID into top eight. But like considering my deck choice and I should have thought about the breakers more and just realized that I think I should have just played the last round. Yeah. yeah. Well, you have learned. You go. do, yeah. And like, I'll, it, definitely, yeah. I'll definitely think about it more next yeah. time. And it's yeah, something exactly. you get more comfortable with every time you play a tournament. Because honestly, like the first time, few times I was going to PBTQs, even when I was top eighting, I had no idea what the standings meant when I looked at them. Yeah, you know, no, apart from, apart from the obvious, I knew what my yeah, match score. Yeah, was I mean, even even like the first time that somebody that you you're actually in contention top eight, you're so excited, and then somebody says to you, "Hey, do you want to like ID this round so that we're both in?" And you're like, "You trying to trick me?" Yeah, exactly. Like, What's yeah. Going on here? And then you so, try yeah. and, you try and ask a judge or whatever, and the judge is like, "Can't help you, sorry." Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I got into the top eight anyway and had an absolute nightmare matchup uh, against Stephen Madden, who went on to win the whole event. Yep. Uh, he was on a really sweet sort of green-white uh, zoo deck, green-white mid-range, yep. which I kept calling green-white cats, much to his chagrin. He said, <laughs> well, he said there was only 12 cats in the deck. I but mean, I, that's enough. That's enough, yeah. Yeah, but I pointed out they all have eternalize, so that's 24. All right. And then also Regal Caracal is in the sideboard. That's three cats each. <laughs> yeah. So that's like half his deck is cats, basically. Um, so it was a really sweet list. It was like, yeah, kind of, you know, like a, it had like one or two drops. Like it had Sacred Cat, Resilient Kenra, Adorn Pouncer, stuff like that, mm. uh, which are small creatures that are incredibly good at fighting mono Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think his deck choice was very, very good for the day. Uh, there were a lot of mono red players and Mardu Mardu players, mm. um, and you know maybe it's slightly worse I guess against Mardu because they have walking ballista yeah. to like ping the one ones and you know the Adorn Pouncer doesn't block Toolcraft Exemplar when it's yeah. a three two and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, or, sorry, you know it uh, it, uh, it trades. Whereas you know against my like two ones and stuff like that, yeah. I just can't attack into these creatures basically. Mm. Uh, so it felt really really tough. Uh, I kind of had a decent enough start, but then he just started gaining life. He was able to come back kind of no problem in game one. And game two, I boarded into... See, I was kind of... This was like a coin flip in my head, because I know, obviously, Rekindling Phoenix and Glorybringer and Chandra are going to be very good against him. But I know also, more than likely, he's bringing in Ixalan's Binding anyway against Hazaret, And those cards are also a nightmare against all the expensive yeah. threats 
uh, I'm bringing in where I can only play them one at a time and yeah. I can, they'll get clogged in my hand then and then it's really brutal if you if you get Ixalan's bindings yeah. um, so I was kind of as a toss up in my head towards just sideboard normally bringing all that stuff in do I just not bring really any of it in and just stay super aggressive so the Ixalan binding isn't as good against me or do I kind of do a mix where I'm bringing in like one or two of each thread so the Ixalan's binding can't get me as bad by having mm-hmm. multiples in my yeah. hand and I went for the kind of level zero option of just bringing in the maximum amount of the big threats that I thought were good. Mm-hmm. And I got absolutely screwed by the X-Lance point. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It was just game over when he cast oh the God. first one, basically, because I had another Phoenix in my hand when he took my yeah. Phoenix. You're not. So, uh, but he played very well. Uh, I thought his deck was a really, really good choice for the day. And uh, yeah, he took down the whole event. So, yeah. you know, you can never feel that bad when you lose to the, the winner of the tournament. Yeah, you know true. I mean? true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, sweet. My yeah. second report. And that is our deck of the week. Oh yeah, green white cats. Yeah, cats, cats, cats. <laughs> so uh, Steve Madden posted his uh, posted his deck list on Twitter. So I'll, I'll throw that up in the in the podcast show notes. But uh, we've got here many cats. Um, four sacred cat, one legion's landing, four Murfolk Branchwalker. Who looks like two Adanto Vanguard, four Adorn Pouncer, four Resilient Kenra, which is a jackal. That's a dog. Oh, um, that's a shame. So there's a bit of tension there. Um, Jade Light Ranger. Uh, Kinjali Sunwing. That's a dinosaur. Yeah, that card got me a game. Oh, yeah. It got me a warning. Got you a warning? Yeah. Oh, for not bringing your creature in top. Yeah. So he played it, uh, I believe, on turn four. I read it. I knew what it did, but I was like, okay, you don't play against this card much. I'll read it and I'll remember what it does. Yeah. And then I untapped and immediately played a Glory Bringer and tried to attack and exert with it. <laughs> and, uh, my opponent missed it as well, so the judge had to come over and... Uh, rewind and, and <laughs> yeah. give us both a warning and then I, I almost did the same thing again multiple times but, <laughs> look, but luckily Stephen was then on it straight away to remind yeah. me to put yeah. it into play topped yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was uh, probably the most times because I, I don't know it's just you just don't see that card in the yeah, standard yeah. very often not really no yeah. um, then we've got two Gideon of the Trials one Huatli Radiant Champion that's oh, the yeah. green white one that just gains loyalty mm-hmm. uh, and then we have two SRAMs Expertise yeah, that was quite good. He yeah. played Sram's Expertise into Jade Light Ranger and stuff on me. That seems good. Yeah. Or Sram's Expertise into Kunjali Sunwing or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's very good. And he also very has very the, uh, the White Oasis in his deck. So yeah. that's quite good. Yeah. What's that called again? Chef of Dunes? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then we've also got uh, two Blossoming Defense and four Appeal to Authorities. Yes. Those were quite good very as well. Sweet. There was a He won game two against me by exploring with Jade Light Ranger, putting Appeal to Authority into his graveyard. And then tapping my guys down. So it was basically like drawing the card. Oh my god, that's Value. insane. Yeah. yeah. Then the sideboard we have here four Caracals, three Brontodons, one Scavenger, Death Gorge Scavenger, one Silent Gravestone, two Ixlands Binding, one Cast Out, two Dusk to Dawn, and one Nissa Vital Force. It's pretty good. Yeah. I don't I don't know I don't know if I'd love the Silent Gravestone. I think I'd rather have an extra Death Gorge Scavenger. Yeah, I'm not really sure. How good that card is! I honestly just haven't even tested. Yeah. With like if you're in a green deck, I think Death Gorge Scavenger is like insane against yeah. graveyard decks. And then with silent, yeah. with the silent, what's called silent gravestone. Mm-hmm. I should that does switches all pre-black control completely. Um, kind of yeah, complete. but I mean Death Gorge Scavenger does that and is also clock like. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, I know what you mean. Yeah, and it yeah. also silent gravestone costs one. Death Gorge Scavenger costs three. True. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I see merits in both. Yeah, definitely. So, very sweet deck. Um, congrats again to Stephen Madden for winning that um, winning that PPTQ, somewhat mm-hmm. redeeming the North from their crushing defeat at the <laughs> oh, yes. team draft at the World. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, I think 
that's gonna be that's gonna be it for us this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, you can contact us on Twitter at Skullcrack. You can email us skullcrackpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I'm gonna put all the stuff we talked about today in the show notes. Yeah. So that those read Duke articles, the deck list, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. The battle. But what's it called? Battle Bond. Battle, battle Bond. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep calling it Battleborn. Sounds like a James um, Bond fighting game. Kind of does. Fight, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle Good. Bond. Yeah, I like it. Shaking that start. Um, <laughs> so uh, thanks to Barry Cannon for our theme music. You can uh, find links to his work in our show notes. Oh, by the way, I'll be listening to his Teamed Hands video like nonstop for the last three weeks. It's really good, it. isn't it? Yeah, I, can't get, I can't get over how good it is. Yeah. If you're into memed hams, <laughs> you'll like... Uh, that was terrible. I like uh, it. You're going to really like his... Uh, st- also, if you're into Les Mis, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just search Les Mis Teamed Hams on YouTube. Yeah. It'll, it'll yeah. come up. He had 100,000 views on it recently. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. It, it deserves it. It's high, yeah. high production quality. High, yeah. Unlike that... Uh, all Star by Smash Mouth Steamed Hams that I saw, which was literally just the their voices auto tuned into All Star by Smash Mouth. That's Mates. the best thing about that though, is like it's just lazy enough to be funny. Yeah, it wouldn't be funny. But like yeah. when I watched it, it was like it was funny for like maybe half of it, and then I was like, oh no, this is actually just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> no, I felt like you have to commit. Yeah, true, it's true, true, true. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Steamed hams aside, yeah. uh, that's going to be it from us this week. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah. For another episode of what we call this Crackling Doom, Crackling Doom, <laughs> where we play Dungeons and Dragons at the end of the episode. All right, on our previous episode, our heroes Espertron and Jeskai arrived at the town effect to track down an evil cult named the Cult of Krakus, but instead of stopping the cult, they partied hard with the cult and they had been responsible for the death of a few people. But that doesn't matter, they woke up, they woke up hungover in the forest, they found some elves, they found the whole place in a mess, and also the whole town of, of Feck has been destroyed. Uh, but as far as well, they have learned that Krakus, the mighty Krakus himself, the the lord of uh, the lord of luxury, that's Gandhi. The lord, uh, <laughs> well, he, he had some kind of title. It was uh, the lord of indulgence and hedony. Okay. Is, uh, is, is is has has walked now amongst us uh, and has walked has, has disappeared off into the mountains of madness to the mm. north. Mm. The mountains are always to the north in mm. in, in fantasy worlds. Uh, so you are here. So you're standing um, in front of the ruins of Fek. Your uh, your elf ally has pointed to the mountains to the north. That's where uh, you believe uh, Krakus has gone to. Okay. Um, and and but the elf will not follow you there, and none of the other, uh, none of the other elves will. So oh. before you make your trek to the mountains of madness, is there anything you would like to do? Well, is the little the little gnome? That oh yeah, about, is he still there? Is he's he still dead? there. Yeah, he's still there. Oh, okay, okay. What was his name again? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, pat the gnome on the head and tell him that he's he was of great use to us. There we go. All right. All right. So so you you you, you trek on north towards the, the the mountains of madness. So uh, sweet. As you're walking, would you like to have a conversation? Um, give some backstory. Yeah, check up some. Jess guy, what why what what has brought you to the, the town of Feck and? And our quest. 
Oh, just I've heard talk of a legendary bag of cans ah. made of gold. Dutch gold. <laughs> what is this Dutch? What what land is this that you speak of? Oh, they make hollandaise sauce there, I think. Oh, okay, I'm not sure okay. that. that's all I know about it. All right. Yeah. Well, I do like hollandaise sauce. Yeah, it's pretty good. All right, so you arrive in mountains of bandits. <laughs> you arrive, you're at the base of the mountains of bandits. Before you is a great, is a is a, is a very fat wall. Uh, it looks very, very difficult flat. to scale. It looks very difficult to scale. The okay. path stops right before it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you, can someone give me a quick perception check? Yeah, I don't know if I'm the best person to do this. Uh, Fourteen. Oh, you you notice that the peaks of the mountains above you are shifting, and the and the the whole mountain itself, the whole mountain range itself, appears to be moving. Oh my, that's yes, mad. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're standing in front of this wall. Oh, and so I, so in front of the wall, there is a, another corpse. It is a, a person in a, a red robe. Yeah. Oh, Let's check the corpse. Let's check the corpse. I approach the corpse. Yes, this is the corpse of a minotaur. A it's minotaur? De- it's definitely dead. Oh, no. It's oh. an Heb. The Heb. Or Angrath. No, he's alive. Yeah, yeah. He's fine, he's fine. Uh, but, on, but, on, on, but, but so uh, you examine this dead minotaur. Yeah. Uh, beneath his robe, you see white armor. White armor... <gasps> Engraved with the with the with the with the emblem of Bahamut. The emblem of Bahamut. Wow, is that anything similar to the white shield? Well, you can draw the uh, religion check to find out. All right. Uh, where's the religion? There. I have an advantage on this. Fifteen. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so after all again. Oh no, that's why. No. That's, oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's your advantage. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three. Oh, even better. So. Yeah. Yeah, so look, 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 looking at the armor of, of, of this minotaur, you realize this is a very high-ranking member of the White Shield. Ooh. Um, and uh, you notice that in his pocket, front pocket of his <laughs> armor, is, is, a, is, a, is a scroll rolled up. Oh, and reading this might give you Let's some exposition about what's happening. Let's read the scroll. All uh, right, the scroll says, oh, I am Angrath. He actually is Angrath. He is Angrath. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I am Angrath, and I, I've come to the town of Feck to track down this uh, this mighty cult. Uh, our colleague Barry was supposed to meet up with two guys, but I have not found him, but I have tracked down the cult themselves. Um, I don't know why I'm writing this in a letter. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope I, but I, I hope to re- I hope to return to the town of Neverwinter soon to... To, to deliver this report. Wow. Uh, okay. But uh, as long as no one goes near, as, as long as I keep the orb of Bahamut close to my body, I will be safe. For Ooh. his holy white wings, platinum wings, will look down upon me. Ooh, is, um, there, is there any evidence of an orb? There is. There is a big orb there. <gasps> you take it. All right. Um, Sweet. It's very, it's, like, it's, it's a white orb kind of uh, glowing with, with white energy. Ooh. But if one of you want to roll a religion check or history check. A history check. I'll roll this then. Yeah, you do. I got a six. Wait, do you have advantage? No. No, no, dear. It's an old orb. Uh, we can, you can roll it. You can roll it. Yeah. Right, I have advantage. Alright, that's 11. Boom. 23. So you, uh, from the Holy Scripture of the White Shield and from the Lord Bahamut himself, you know this is a white, this is a white orb that contains the essence of the God himself. Uh, and it said that in the time, in, 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 in anyone's, in a true believer's great time of need, this orb will summon Bahamut himself to come and save you. Whoa. Ooh. I'll uh, rub the orb. You rub the orb. Nothing happens. happens. <laughs> no effect. That's not so, how orbs work. You know the way I'm... My name is Espertron. Yes. Right. Um, I, I'm from Esper. I'm, from this picture, I am... And from my description, I'm like somewhat like Doomfist. All right, yeah. So Doomfist? Like my, my, What's Doomfist? From Overwatch. Overwatch. Not yeah. Doomfist. What's, what's oh. he called? Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom, Doom yeah. Yeah, yeah. A robot judgment. Yeah, a robot judgment. So, like, am I mostly robot? Or are you dancing? Am I, 
think that's up to you. Then, um, I, 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 is, all right, I think, is, and think like, in my head, yes. in my head, Espertron is uh, similar enough to Brea. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. in that yeah. he has like he has like a human face behind a mask, mm. um, and then the rest of his body is just metal. Like, yeah. but like, like beautiful, like swirls of metal and, like, and shit like that. It's like Zero from Megaman. Uh, I have no face. Mega Man reference. All of these so. video games I didn't play. There's so many more video <laughs> games I need to play to get this. But yeah, I think, yeah, it's, I suppose. Um, Ultimately, what I want to know is can I somehow incorporate this orb into my body? Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Yeah. you can try uh, if you roll a, a robot check. No, uh, roll it. Okay. Um, it's uh, medicine. Arcana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Arcana. Arcana okay. works. 12. Yeah, the, the, the orb successfully goes into your body and Sweet. your being, and you feel let's, like. Let's get no more details about exactly how yes. the orb goes into your okay. body. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, Iron Man, it's glowing in the front, and Sweet. it's all cool looking. Yes. Alright, but now you have a big mountain to scale. How are you going to do it? Oh, okay. Uh, uh, 20 feet of wall in front of you. Mm, before 20 you. feet? Um, oh, it's 40 feet. That's 20 feet. 100 feet. Yeah. It's going to be bigger. It's an entrance of madness. We're shifting. <laughs> ah. I don't know, this is a bit mad. Um, do we have any rope on us? Do we He's have any a, backpacks? I have a picket sign, mm. which may function as a picket axe. Oh, yes. Yeah, we are supposed to have Avengers backpacks, but maybe I didn't add them yeah. to your characters. I don't think you did. All right, so that's okay. usually the way it works is you, have, is you both have a 10-foot rope each. Okay. Right, but it's 50, the wall is 50 feet tall. What what spells does a level one paladin have? Um, it's uh, so you have written. Oh, okay, yeah. Right. Lay on hands, smite, and nothing but the strength. Um, okay, that doesn't help me. All right, I can cast power up for the people to give us to give me. How does this work? Can I give it to the group advantage for two turns? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. All right. So I'll do that, and then we can use that temporary boost to try and scale the wall. I have a crossbow. I can maybe attach oh, yeah, the rope to the crossbow yeah, and, the and then shoot it up into the wall. Okay. Can I try to do that? You can try that. All right. So okay. I'll give you an inspiring speech about how the wall represents, you know, the capitalist oppressors that you have to rise up against <laughs> and uh, get over them. I feel like I would be for the capitalist oppressors because I'm expert, but okay. You're such an odd, quirky couple. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What do, I, what, do I, what do you want me to roll here? Uh, um, so it'll be um, dexterity if you're rolling, if you're shooting the crossbow. Okay. Uh, where is my dexterity? Oh, great, minus one. Uh, yeah, advantage. I this is good. I have advantage, yeah. Oh, oh that's a bad roll. Okay. Ten. Ten. Twelve. So you shoot, so you shoot the arrow up, and it, it, the, the, the bolt up reaches eight feet, and, and goes right into the, uh, in the, it embeds itself into the rock. All right. Of rock face of the How wall. tall am I? You are six foot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alright, so you have, you have this, rope, this rope is now hanging out of the wall. It seems very uh, very steady. If what do you like to try to climb up it? Do you want to go for it? Yeah, I'll try. I'll attempt you to climb up the rope. You're a limber monk. Yeah. yeah so he, oh, he's a Budokan. Remember this. Is, this so this is a... Uh, yeah. what? what is this? Athletics? Oh, yeah, okay. Alright. Yeah, yeah. not going to go too well. I have advantage also. And I get a 15. Yeah, so you, you, you nimbly scale up the, the rope and you're now standing on top of the rope. And just, just like a mountain goat the way that you can like... You know, they can stand on a tiny bit of rock mm. to yeah. announce you're, you're very massively standing on, against uh, this tiny bolt sticking out of the wall. Alright, I already know what to do from here, though, to be honest. I'm not an expert. Can we boost? Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, attempt to help Espertron yes. up. That's going to take a strength check because he's a big robot man. Okay, yeah. here we go. Uh, two. <laughs> Three. <laughs> you think you, you might have... Do you have oh, I still have advantage. Yeah, 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 this is the last turn. Okay, so... 16. Yeah, so you, Much better. You, yeah, so yeah. You, you reach down and Espertron jumps up and you grab his hand and you throw up and Espertron goes all the way up on top of the wall. What? 
Nice. It was like 100 feet high. No, it was 40 feet. Okay. It was okay. 40 feet. Yeah. Still. Yeah. All right. Very strong. Sorry. So, so now you're top of the wall, but now uh, uh, Jess Guy is halfway up the wall. Can I lower my rope down to him? Yes. All right, sweet. I'm going to do that. Does that require a check? It's, yeah, well, you, you know, you, you just do that, but it's uh, there's still 10 feet now between him and the rope. <clears throat> oh. Okay, I'll, but, okay. Can you take your, the rope that's hanging below you and, like... But lasso it to the other rope? Yes. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a sick t- t- dexterity check if you yeah. tried. All right, I'll try dex check. Let's go. I actually have pretty good dexterity, so... Uh, I got a 15. Yeah, so you successfully uh, lasso the rope and the two ropes uh, collide and connect and climb up them. Nice. Yes. It's like, really, it's like when you have uh, headphones in your pocket, earphones in your pocket, they always get into knots without you trying. Yeah, that's it's true. It's just like yeah, this yeah. Oh, okay. physics. Okay. So you both climb up the wall. And as you climb up the wall, the, 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 the mountains shift uh, and the wall collapses down and now you're no longer in front of a wall. All right. Oh, but now there's a nice path before you. Oh, okay. All right. That's all the nice and convenient path. So yeah. the, the, the path is now a winding path going in between, um, in, in between the, the, the peaks of the mountains and you okay. go deeper and deeper into the mountains. Uh, uh, and rocks fall. Oh, no. But you don't uh, die. Okay. Uh, rocks fall in front of you. There's rocks in front of you. Just oh. keep it, keeping us on our toes. Yes. Mm. All right. Can we attempt to move the rocks? How big are the rocks? Uh, very big. Okay. So we can't attempt yeah, to move them. Yeah, so you, you, you can attempt to move You can, you can attempt to move them. Okay. There you go. They're... Uh, yeah, very, very large. Eight. You fail to move the rocks. Okay. Can we go uh, around the rocks? You can... No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, 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 walking down, you're walking down a narrow path, but the rocks are blocked. Oh, okay. So they've fallen and yeah, collapsed yeah, yeah, on the path. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, I'm all out of ideas. Uh, I can... Can I smite the, the rocks? You can try that. Okay. Uh, what's my... What do paladins use for... Use a hammer, strength, right? is it? Yeah, yeah. strength for that. Okay. Uh, 23. Are you right? You lift your mighty hammer above over your head and... Exhibit B. Exhibit B. Yeah. <laughs> you rate your rise, exhibit B over your head and lightning strikes, hits the top of the... Uh, top of the... the, the what's War, the thing? Warhammer. What's the what, one judges use? What's that called? A gavel. Oh, gavel. gavel, yeah. And you smash your gavel down the rocks and the rocks set disperse uh, and leaving up another path that you can continue on. Oh, sweet. Nice. Um, and you continue on deeper into the mountains of madness. Yeah. That's the end of the episode. Oh, okay. Oh. We're I just know. getting to the good part. Exactly. Next week, tune in next week for our finale where it'll end. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, see you next time. Bye. Good night.